hello and welcome to episode two of the Filene Fill-In. Thank you for joining us. This is the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene and out and about in the credit union and financial services world. I'm Holly Fearing and joining me in conversation today is Marnie, Marnie with the new last name, Gerkhart. Uh, we have George with the same last name, Hoffheimer, and we also have Andrew Downen. Um, Marnie and Andrew work with the um, innovation area, and they work with some of the uh, brightest innovative minds in the credit union movement. And uh, George does our knowledge chiefing here. And uh, some days I, I don't know, but uh, he tries. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's hard to chief knowledge sometimes. It is, it is. Well, thank you guys for being here to fill us in, and uh, let's get going. Uh, so I wanted to talk to Marnie first. Marnie, you uh, are working on the I3 program. That's a big, that's a big thing for Filene, and I know the applications just uh, were, uh, the, the due date has passed, so those that want to get in will have to uh, try again next year if they haven't applied. But what's next now with I3? What's next is we are sorting through all of the applications and trying to figure out who's going to make it into tryouts. We're almost done with that process right now. But once we uh, select the participants who have made it, or excuse me, applicants, who have made it into tryouts, we will send them an email with a problem statement and a link to a webinar to join us in either June or July. And at that point, they will be put into teams to essentially try out for Filene I3. Very cool. And there is an event coming up in uh, New Orleans, I've yes, heard. Yes, yes. And just under a week now, we will be in New Orleans where the current I3ers will present their last six months of hard work. And we will then take them on a few endeavors and embark on some fun and knowledge and stretching to uh, get them thinking about their next concepts. Very cool. And that is last year's I3ers in that program? Uh, it's always a rotating schedule, but we have people who have been on I3 for either six months or a year and a half at this point in the spring every year. So how many people are in that group? We have 29 in that group right now. Very fun. So I think you'll be doing a lot of interesting things and, and also oh, yes. having some typical credit union fun. Yes, typical credit union fun, a lot of activities to get them to think deeper, to stretch them, to have them do things that they might not normally do. Uh, it's a really great way to see the world through a new light when you kind of get put in a position to do something you might not normally want to do. Right, right. Uh, okay, so, uh, and I want to ask Andrew then, speaking of things that you don't normally do, <laughs> Andrew, what, no, what are you doing that you don't normally do? No, you have some programs that uh, haven't been uh, invented before uh, that you're working with, uh, something called Census, something called Hindsight. Now, those kind of sound like designer drugs. Um, can, <laughs> it sounds like something that might be at the end of a commercial for uh, a new uh, drug that they're trying to pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so what are these? Interactions. What, are the what are the side effects? The, so the side effects of uh, hindsight and census would be exciting futures for credit unions and consumers. Okay, I won't go there. But um, yeah, so uh, Marnie talked about I3 and the fact that we're going to be getting together in a week or so to, to kind of bring everybody together and report out on the work that they've done over the last six months. So we've now had probably 24 of these reporting cycles over the last decade plus of I3. 
And over those 24 reporting cycles, we've come up with over 200 concepts. And you know, we're, we're the first to admit that innovation is not a perfect science. And for every 100 darts we throw, maybe five to 10 will actually be able to make it through to uh, the next round. And that's really what's happening now with uh, the two concepts that you mentioned, hindsight and census. So these are ideas that uh, were born in I3 from the crazy, amazing minds of I3ers. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, in fact, and now we're testing them in our I4 incubator, which is uh, where we're looking for credit unions that are brave and willing to kind of raise their hand, roll up their sleeves, uh, and help us figure out if there's a future for these two ideas. So hindsight uh, started with this realization that an I3 team had that across all of our credit unions each year, over $300 million is spent on conferences and travel and getting people from here to there to listen to amazing speakers like us here at Filene, we would hope, uh, and others. Uh, and you know that's a big expense, but uh, oftentimes uh, we go back to the credit union. What happens with the information? What happens with that knowledge? More often than not, sad to say, it just sits on a dusty shelf and never really goes anywhere. So the idea behind hindsight is taking those notes, helping conference goers uh, collect them through the cloud, and then collaborate and share those notes. So maybe I find something interesting at a session and I want to share it with Marnie back at the credit union. Well, I can use hindsight to instantly share that. There's a really cool way of kind of aggregating these uh, aha moments together to ultimately uh, kind of distill down these main themes that credit unions want to focus on. So we're really excited to test hindsight, looking for credit unions to be a part. It's free. Uh, the, the testing of uh, hindsight, any of the concepts really in the I4 incubator are free. Uh, so there's really nothing stopping a credit union from wanting to get involved except visiting filing.org and uh, saying, yeah, I'm interested. So that's hindsight. Uh, the other concept that's moving into our I4 incubator is called census. Uh, and so the root of census is in the situation that every one of us has found ourselves in. We have a rough week at work. It's Friday evening. Want to burn off some steam. Some of us will go spend hundreds of dollars on shirts and clothing at Macy's. Others of us will spend hundreds of dollars on tools at Harbor Freight, wherever you like to go. Retail therapy is how we deal with the, the stress of, of life. That, that's, a, that's a normal thing, right? Where do, you, where do you go? Where is your retail therapy? We're going to turn the questions around oh, onto okay. the internet. Okay. No, actually, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I just, I do a lot of online shopping, actually. Online. Yeah. I just ordered another Stitch Fix. So um, oh, wow. I'm excited to get that. Yeah. You guys know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You can, you can shop online now? <laughs> you can. You can. Um, it's a little dangerous, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's very new. I don't know if it's you know, know gotten to your internet you yet. You can even but. listen to radio programs online. This thing called a podcast? Yeah. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, so, so whether it's online shopping, in-store, this notion of retail therapy, it feels really good to shop. But uh, research has shown typically 48 to 72 hours later that regret begins to set in and you look at your bank account, your credit union account, and you go, oh my gosh, what did I spend this money on? So the idea behind Census is to help connect individual consumers financial behaviors with their future emotions. Uh, so the way the census works is it ties in with uh, your credit or debit card transactions. About 48 hours after the fact, it'll send a message to uh, the member saying, hey, you went shopping at these five locations. Using emoji, how is it making you feel now? So a big grin, a big grimace, whatever the case is. And we measure and assess how an individual member's financial behaviors impact their emotions. Ultimately, the goal is to help people spend in a way that better uh, impacts their future uh, mental state, spend happier 
is the, the terminology. So theoretically, if, uh, if shopping makes me extremely happy, this program is going to tell me to go ahead and just <laughs> shop all day long. Hit the malls. <laughs> it, well, what it, it may. And if that's the case, that's fine because we're not trying to say don't go shopping. We're just trying to give you know, individual members the information that they could use mm -hmm. to make sure that they're acting in the best way. And I know I had, I've had to cut myself off of my exotic plant budget in the, in the summer. <laughs> I, I like to buy... Uh, um, cactus and those jewelers chain and you know I go to the farmers market and uh, I can I can really rack up a lot in exotic plants so I got to cut myself off at some point well you're with exotic plants and the researcher we're working on with this at UC Berkeley Ashling Scott said that she has a, a affinity for kale Caesar salads Ooh. and had spent quite a few dollars on kale Caesar salads and did not realize how much money she was spending on them uh, individually on a case-by-case -case basis. So I think it'll be pretty fascinating to see how those little expenditures right. add up too. Yeah. Uh, and we're, uh, we've got a little bit of a, a theory put in place about showing, oh, maybe we shouldn't be telling that in case anybody's listening to that. Oh, never mind. Secrets of the house. <laughs> Delete that part. Delete that future, part. Future podcast, maybe? Future, future podcast. All right. All right. To be continued on that one. Uh, one last question for you, Andrew. Um, so how do these two programs, how do they bubble to the top? So um, we look at a number of different criteria. We start with desirability. So do we think that this is an idea that will have some level of interest at credit units in the case of hindsight or census uh, using consumers? Looking at uh, what do we have the resources here at Filene to focus on? Uh, Marnie's shaking her head. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's one of the big challenges we have. Uh, but you know, I don't, I don't think that's an unusual challenge. A lot of credit unions don't have the resources to really focus on as many of these innovative ideas as they would like to. So that's really where we see the I4 incubator coming into play. So we can kind of curate all of these amazing ideas that exist out in the world, whether they be from I3 or elsewhere, pick the two or three that we think uh, have the greatest potential and test them with credit unions. So it's a great way for credit unions to get involved in these innovative ideas without kind of going at it alone. Excellent. That's, that's the spirit of cooperation. There you go. George, what the heck were you thinking when you were at Co-op Think? Well, before I talk about that, I want to comment on census um, or and ask a question of Drew. Yeah. Um, will we allow the poop emoji? And what does that mean? Uh, uh, poop emoji means that you're spending way too much money on brand-based cereals. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Fiber galore. There you go. <laughs> That's part of our hypothesis. By yeah, right. hypothesis. That. That's going to happen now. People are going to use that. <laughs> yeah, so I was just at uh, Think 16, which is Co-op Financial Services uh, annual user meeting and gala event uh, out at uh, Coronado Island uh, near San Diego. And uh, it was a great event. I uh, had the opportunity to share some, uh, some thoughts with the group uh, during the, uh, the first breakfast session of the meeting. And... Um, uh, also just got to interact with a bunch of people that were there, former I3ers, um, current I3ers, uh, friends of Feline and, and others. And um, one of the real interesting parts of the event was uh, one of the, the, the key speakers was a guy named Tom Kelly, who's one of the founders of IDEO, um, which is a design firm and um, kind of the originators of or the popular popular aiders, people that made the idea popular. Pop Populators. Populators of human-centered design, of human-centered design. Here. Yeah, hu human human-centered design, which is one of the key tenets that we use as our innovation method here at Feline, and uh, it was really uh, quite interesting to hear what he had to say um, 
Uh, and it was kind of confirming all of the stuff that we're doing with I3 and, and our incubator is that we're following that method and, and their method um, has proven to be quite useful around the world of business. Um, and um, it was just kind of interesting to see one of the superstars that, that we always look up to and just hear from the, from the horse's mouth what, what they are focused in on. And there was such alignment uh, between uh, the work that we do. Um, and then what I got to speak about was uh, Credit Unions 2025, which is a report that we just came out with. We did uh, in conjunction with Credit Union Resources, which is a uh, organization affiliated with the Cornerstone League. And just looking at what does the future of credit unions look like, uh, we released it last year, 10 years down the road, now nine years down the road. And um, really, you know, interesting, quote unquote, conversation with the audience. It was about four to 500 people, so it's hard to have a conversation. But one of the real interesting things was that there was a polling technology so we could ask people questions, multiple choice types of questions. And um, one of the questions was, in 2025, how many credit unions will there be? And I gave them a variety of choices of basically very little consolidation, medium consolidation, lots of consolidation, or a huge amount of consolidation. And the, the majority of people chose huge amounts of consolidation. The, the group, which is representative of the industry here in the US, said that they expect to see less than 3,000 credit unions um, by the year 2025. What does that mean? Don't really know, uh, but I thought it was just an, an interesting uh, aside. The really other cool thing that happened was that I got to speak on May 4th, which is <laughs> International Star Wars Day. Yeah, and yeah. for those of you on the podcast, just uh, uh, you guys take a look at my socks. Um, oh, wow. I'm wearing two. Uh, I'm aiming the microphone at the socks yeah. right now. I'm wearing, uh, wearing Chewbacca socks, and uh, one, our, my colleague Elry uh, from Feline told me, George, this is so cool, you're speaking on, on, uh, on the uh, Star Wars Day at Co-op Think, and my simple mind was like, that's so cool, Co-op is having a themed Star Wars Day? <laughs> um, uh, so uh, the theme that I put throughout the, the session was um, quotes from Star Wars for each of the slides that I had, and I had people in the audience try to guess what... Um, character came from in Star Wars. And then one of the key questions that I asked in the polling was, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Mm. And uh, it uh, turned out to be Chewie. Chewie was the, oh, the favorite really? of the audience. And I put a, uh, a, a audience or a character in there just to see if people would vote for them. And I put it in Jar Jar Banks, and 2% of the people um, voted for Jar Jar Banks, and security had them removed immediately. <laughs> <laughs> How did Yoda fare? I would have thought he would have Yoda been was, yeah, Yoda was uh, kind of middle of the road, so um, Chewie was, was the crowd and, and were there any fans of the, the dark side? Yeah, Darth, Darth Vader got a few, uh, few votes. I think that those were the bankers in the audience. No, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so what is your sense on uh, the credit unions? They, they met with these people that are kind of leaders in innovation and, and new thinking uh, in, in different ways around the globe. Are credit unions kind of on board? Are they, are they catching up? Are they keeping up? What is the state of innovation with credit unions? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think it's that it's it's difficult to answer in a, in a short period of time, but um, they did have people from all over different industries coming in and talking about innovative things that they're doing in different industries. And the one theme that I heard during the time that I was at the conference was credit unions are the best kept secret, and um, kind of got a little bit. Um, people were kind of a little bit tired of of hearing that. Um, I think the, the one thing for credit unions to realize is, as Andrew said, innovation is, is an aspiration within the industry. And at the same time, we have a regulatory 
framework that we need to stay within. And um, so I think that there are true barriers to innovation, uh, but the, the work that, that we're doing, I think, gets credit unions closer to that ideal of thinking up new ways to solve new, old, and unmet problems that, that consumers have. So in the financial services industry, I think credit unions are, are in the top. Um, in, the, in the rest of the, the world economy, financial services is not necessarily known for innovation. But within that framework, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I think as any, any marketing person would know, if your product or service is a secret, you're probably not doing your job very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, let's let's hope it's not a secret. And yeah. uh, I don't think that credit unions are a secret, but uh, we should probably yeah. try not to say that so much anymore. Yeah, but you know, maybe Andrew and, and Marnie will have a, a viewpoint on this. But I think you know a lot of the uh, the, the innovation uh, that that we have uh, going on sometimes seems like a marketing problem. Um, and mm-hmm. we've got great products, we've got great services, people love credit unions. Perhaps it is a communication and marketing problem, and you know, maybe it's a resource allocation question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, know we see that a lot, so uh, especially in I3, we have uh, concepts left and right of uh, groups that are trying to solve for this. You know, how do we get millennials especially, right? That's mm-hmm. all about the millennials, to uh, understand credit unions and see the value of credit unions and, and kind of connect from a philosophical standpoint with credit unions. And you're right, it really does boil down to marketing. How can we get that message out there in a relevant way you know, using technology and channels that uh, uh, you know, different groups of consumers are looking for? And that doesn't have to be technology. It can be something completely low-tech. As well, I think a lot, a lot of times we confuse innovation with technology, and there's a big overlap. But it doesn't. Not every innovative idea has to be an app or you know, have the latest technology involved. I think it comes down to risk and trying to figure out how to test things in an efficient and effective manner. Uh, manner, I should say. Oftentimes, I see concepts. Uh, an idea come up and everybody wants to jump to the perf- the perfect vision in their head. They want to see it just the way they envision it. And what we need to do is take like 10 steps backwards and say, okay, what's the objective? What's the mission? What's the essence of this problem? How can I test that to see if people will use it? Because if nobody's going to use it, why would you spend, you know, th- tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even up to the millions of dollars to build it when you're not sure if people are going to want it? So that's our key objective in the I4 incubator is to really test and I, I hate to say this, but imperfect con- concept solution to see if people want it. Because if people don't want it, why don't they? And how can we build, solve that same problem in a different way? Uh, maybe that's not the right solution, but we need to find the right solution for that problem. So I really think people need to kind of step away from perfection and figure out how to test things on a small scale and then move forward and right. build new iterations. That makes sense. It's often that the simplest answer is the is the right answer mm-hmm. in that situation. Yeah. I also, when you said that, makes me think of the Paula Abdul song, One Step Forward, <laughs> Two Steps Back. Maybe that should be your theme song Wasn't for that. that like Chester the Cheetah or like that, that, was, that was actually Bruce Springsteen's song. Oh, oh no. I think we all know it as Paula Abdul. Yeah, I don't want to fight about that. I don't want to fight about this. Maybe they both said it, but is the boss. So that, that's the early '80s answer. Okay. This is the early. Okay, 90s well, answer. it's a generational thing, maybe. I don't know. Don't argue with uh, George Hoffheimer when it comes to Bruce Springsteen. Well, one step okay. forward, two steps back. I just envision this huge, massive credit union line dance. So maybe the solution is just the electric slide. Yes. Yeah. All right. That could maybe be the incubator I five. Wow. Uh, a music 
The incubator. <laughs> That's yeah. It. I'm yeah. Gone. I'm leaving. I'm going on I5 dance lesson with Paula Bulger Springsteen. Yes. Let's can we bring it. them in? Can we get can Filene get them? We got the, we got the yeah. budget for it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything else you guys want to mention on today's podcast? If we ever have the budget for an I5 incubator that revolves around Bruce Springsteen and Paula Abdul line dances. <laughs> yeah. If we ever have <laughs> Put it in the budget. Yeah, I, I just want to congratulate Marnie on on getting hitched. That's yeah. uh, pretty exciting stuff. So I it's gonna. I, I think she she left the best email address on the table. Her email was Marnier <laughs> at filene.org. Now it's Marnig 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 at filene.org. But congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you guys are the. Finest felines of Filene, <laughs> a.k.a. Cool Cats. Uh-huh. So thank you for joining us today on the Fill-In Podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And everyone listening, uh, be sure to tune in next time for episode three. Woo. Thanks, guys. Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the chant that Ben made us do last <laughs> It was that memorable.